Thursday, March 1st, 2018, the 290th podcast of JD Token Sports Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe on iTunes, rate me on iTunes. How about watch some of my YouTube videos? I put one up of freaking peanut and another one of a beautiful, majestic fog that Thor could have came through or freaking that I could have seen Aquaman jump through. But no, nobody's really looking. All right. I am so excited. Gumbo Chef, Big Ben, Mark Eden, and I are going next Wednesday to the, I guess, the first round games of the ACC basketball tournament at Barclays. Four games. It's going to be fantastic. Hopefully, I'll make the last bus home at 1 a.m. If I don't, I'll be sleeping in the Port Authority. But that's okay. I'm very excited. Very freaking excited. Now, the Big Ten tournament started last night, and people, they're they're actually changing the format because they said now they'll have a two-week break until this tournament starts, which could hurt their teams because they'll come in, you know, a little too much time off. I know it it helps rest injuries, but you never know. FDU won last night. They beat... St. Francis, the number three seed in the Northeast Conference, and now 84-75 last night to improve to 13-17. Saturday, they play number four seed LIU in Brooklyn in the semifinals. Darnell Edge hit a big basket to uh, forge a uh, 72-72 tie. Khalid Bishop, career-high 21 points. All five starters reached double figures. How about that? Love to see Fairleigh Dickinson in the tournament again. That would make me quite happy. Would it make you happy? It'd make me pretty happy. Yeah, and Mark Maron's moving from his garage to a new space, which he's done 900 podcasts, so I got a way to go to catch up to the WTF podcast. How about this? The Texas Wesleyan baseball coach says he won't recruit players for Colorado. This is what he said to one of the recruits. Thanks for the interest in our program. Unfortunately, we are not recruiting players from the state of Colorado. In the past, players have had trouble passing our drug tests. We have made a decision to not take a chance on student-athletes from your state. You can thank your liberal politicians. Best of luck wherever you decide to play. Mike Jeffcoat. And he's under investigation by the school. Really? Really? So all the kids who play baseball smoke pot. I thought that was quite interesting. Good going. You know, to send a text like that and you don't think it's going to get back. Well, good for you. You want to keep the program clean. And, of course... Every kid in Colorado smokes pot because it's legal. Just like everybody in New York is, you know, in New York you got to be worried about getting mugged everywhere you walk in New York City. It's called a crock of shit. But wow, nice text. And your liberal politicians, I wonder who you voted for. <laughs> Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, and the Jets have an A, B, C, and D option at quarterback. Wilkerson, they got rid of uh, Muhammad Wilkerson, Mo, made $37 million in two years, really didn't, you know, had a lot of tardiness, grew up in Jersey, and it kind of was a disaster. I heard Gruden's interested in him, the Colts are another team that could have interest in him. They also, Matt Matt, uh, Matt Forte, retired after a 10-year career, comes to the Jets, thinks he's going to get a shot at the playoffs, and nothing happens. But he has led the NFL from scrimmage, I think, since 2008, with yards from scrimmage since 2008. Always, never got paid the money he should, never got the recognition he deserved. Consummate professional, kind of sucks. The Jets are going to be between 90 and $100 million in salary cap. And I'll tell you, if they spend it on Kirk Cousins, I'm going to have a shit fit. Because Mike Lennon just got let go by the Bears. He made $18 million in a, basically a year 
I'd rather bring him in. I mean, I'd love Josh McCown to come back and they draft the quarterback, have a bridge kind of there, see what happens at the number six pick. I've said Baker Mayfield is the one I want. Uh, Todd Bull says we're just looking for the right fit. A quarterback, being a veteran QB or younger guy, we just have to make sure we have the right fit in our guy. doesn't matter what age he is. Yes, the right fit. How about, a, how about just the fit in general? Because I want to see something good happen with the Jets, don't you? I mean, I'm tired of this not happening. I'm, I'm just, I need something good. I do, I need. And Odell is targeting a salary in the $20 million range of his next contract. That's a good starting point. Make more than the starting quarterback. Yeah. Hey, he's going to ask for it. And we know that all the shit went down with the NCAA basketball. The Arizona Board of Regents will meet today to discuss Sean Miller's contract, which, goddamn, that's going to be a mess. And they already lost Shaquille's son, uh, decommitted from Arizona. He went to UCLA. Listen, I know people are going on. The athletes should get paid. Are we shocked by any of this? And I read a very interesting article about the Ball family in Lithuania where... LaMelo is really not getting the coaching he needs. They said that the woman who reported said it's kind of like, you know, there's no real uh, drills, running in practice, running hard. A lot of times he doesn't run back on defense. Like he's a great player. He's a, well, he's a 16-year-old kid, and he makes a dazzling play one play and makes a bad play one another play. The dad is like coaching. LaVar has coached a team. He's taken out. The coach has taken out uh, LaMelo for not hustling or making a bad play and LeVar wants him back in because, you know, his Facebook show is there, the ball. I don't think, you know, when they play better competition, he's not getting as much play time. And the, the woman reporting felt that they don't, she doesn't feel he's getting the coaching or, yeah, the, basically the coaching he needs to get to the next level, which he should be. And, you know, also you got Jello. I don't know what's going on with him. He, she didn't talk to him about the whole article. It didn't sound like he played that much anyway. But LaMelo is the real deal. And you know what? And, and I, I hear what the balls are saying about, you know, with college athletes getting paid. He bypassed all that and decided, hey, you know, we're going to control our own financial destiny. And my kids are going to control their image and all that with the big baller brand and all that. Okay. Because that's what it is right now. But Lonzo's been a pretty good player. He's not been a great player. Everybody's talking about him for rookie of the year. We'll see. But I didn't get a glowing picture of, first of all, Lithuania. The food wasn't very good. The weather sucks. The coaching, they're not really coaching him. It, it sounds like it's just a money grab for them where, you know, they went to a place where he knows he could, could kids could play and make it seem that it was better than it was. We'll see how, to be continued, that's a big, uh, to be, TBD, to be determined too how that's going to work out because he's going to, he needs to get coaching to get to the next level. He'll probably get drafted in the NBA, but I really feel like he needs coaching to take it to the next level. I mean, he was playing against older kids when he was 12. LaMelo could probably be the best player of all the balls, which isn't, well, better than Lonzo. I'm not going to put Jello in the same category, but LaMelo sounds like they said he definitely has the tools to get to the NBA, but he really could use the coaching to help him get better now to improve him in the future. And Gronk tweets, hashtag clueless, to his return, uh, you know, returning next season. Okay, well, yeah, that's good luck with all that. Lucas Duda is with the Royals, a one-year contract. Did you see that the major league baseball players were having a a free agent camp? They played against a team from Japan, which is basically was below AAA. I mean, some of these guys are like you know. I mean, you still have Arietta and the guy from the Royals still not picked up. 
uh, Bowles admits there is some concern about wide receiver Robbie. Just some after his two recent arrests. Do he and linebacker uh, Dylan Donahue? You hear about that DUI went the wrong way in the Lincoln Tunnel? The future of the team? He says, we'll see. Yeah. That's from Ral uh, uh, Vasciano from uh, SNY. How about that? Yeah, I don't know about that. $90 million to $100 million in, in They got cap space for the Jets. They cleared $11 million by getting releasing Wilkerson. $37 million bust. Huh. Now, Bilal, Bilal, Bilal Powell is the only player now left from the Mike Tannenbaum era. Demario Davis comes with an asterisk because he was drafted by Mike Tannenbaum but left as a free agent and came back. Rontez Miles is the longest tenured on defense. Not saying much for the. Listen, I don't mind them getting new. Yeah, A, B, C, D, and quarterback. Cousins, Baker, Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater. I wouldn't even mind Teddy Bridgewater give him a new chance. They say, assuming the cap is 170, a base cap of 178, Jets have 91 million in cap space. Increases to 99.5 as Buster Screen is released, which is going to happen. So they're going to get to 100 million. Crazy. Mo Wilkerson made 51 million in seven seasons with the Jets, including 37 in the last two years. Rich Samini says he will see nothing close to that in his next contract. Not bad. Not bad. Please don't spend it on Kirk Cousins. Also, they sh- the, if they show interest in top cornerbacks, Jermaine Johnson, I heard also Malcolm Butler. They want to build to the draft, which every team should do, but they have too many needs to let the cap money burn a hole in their pocket. I agree. But build through the goddamn draft. And Wilkerson, they weren't going to pay him another $17 million. Yeah, Mike Glennon, one year, basically $18 million. Crazy, right? And listen to this. Okay, how about the... Highest paid coaches. Mike Krzyzewski makes $8.98 million. Calipari's second, $7.45 million. His salary went up, uh, Coach K, by $1.5 million. Calipari by a million. Sean Miller is the top paid coach in, in Pac-12, $3.65 million, sixth on the list. I would say it's Chris Holtman is third on the list at $7.14 million. One of four Big Ten coaches making at least $3 million. Mike Izzo's, so Tom Izzo is $3.65 million. How is that possible that he makes less than the Ohio State coach? Michigan's uh, John Bielan makes 3.379, and Indiana's Archie Miller makes 3.2 million tenth. Bill Self leads all Big 12 coaches with 4.77 million. West Virginia's Bob Huggins makes 3.75 million seventh. Shaka Smart from Texas makes 3.1 million eleventh. And Oklahoma's Lon Kruger makes 3.1 million. 12th, wait, 3.1 million in Oklahoma is like 85 million, right? It's a lot of money. Yeah. Good for them to get rid of Mo. And end of a seven year run, turn better. Of course it did. Listen, I read this great article. I'm going to get to that in a second, but I, I love what Tyler Clippard, who wasn't, who made 6.15 million last year, he has still not received any office except the Smiley contract, which he rebuffed. He chafed what he sees as double standards. He said, as players, if we took a year off, we'd be out of the game. But it's okay for owners and organizations to take years off, and it's actually accepted because they're, they're actually going after couples, uh, including the Pirates, the Rays, the Marlins, and I forget who else. I'm naming pretty much all the bottom tier teams that are not spending the money that they should be spending on free agents. And I agree. The Tyler Clippard, he, he, was, he was good, pretty good. Well, he wasn't good for the for the Yankees, but when he got traded, he ended up playing pretty well for the D-backs. Yeah. Oh, it's Mustak, Mustak, Mustokas, Mike Mustakis from uh, the Royals, 
who I thought was going to get a big contract and didn't. I agree with that. I feel like the owners, you know, hey, you got the money, spend the goddamn money. Right? It's ridiculous. And I was talking about Matt Forte. Since 2008, no player has had more yards from scrimmage. He finishes 33rd all-time in rushing yards with 75 combined rushing and receiving touchdowns. Just had Earl Campbell and Fred Taylor. I saw a video on Earl Campbell. They all talked about his thighs. His thighs were like, people, were like people's arms and legs. Big. He was awesome. And the Giants, Dave Gettleman says that they have about 24... Million under the cap right now on high on how high the salary cap goes. But the thing I like him, he said, he said, listen, he, when he was in Carolina, we were sixteen million over. That ain't fun. We're okay. We don't have a hundred million like Cleveland does, but it is what it is. He left the door open for cuts as free agency looms. Some f- players are going to be Brandon Marshall's going to be Dwayne Harris. He might have to make such moves uh, to land one of the high priced interior linemen on the market. He says, you need to be firm in the middle. At the end of the day, it's keeping your quarterback upright and out of the hospital. He goes, I mean, there's a bunch of guards now that are getting paid, and when you think about it, they're closer to the quarterback. Listen, it's the market. Is that car worth 150000 If someone buys it, I guess it's worth it. You know what I mean? It's no different. He said, fewer and fewer great players are getting, on, getting to the market. Teams are signing their own, and that's why drafting well is so critical. Right. Exactly. Drafting. And that's what I think they're going to have to do. They're going to have to build up that line. It's going to take a little while. They're not going to do it all in one year. Jets are going to be active in free agency per Mike McCagnan. Of course they are. Yeah. Think about this. In 2015, they had a, one of the best defensive lines with Mo Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson, Leonard Williams, and Damon Harrison. Only Williams is left. How about that? Crazy. Broke his leg in the final game of 2015. Was not the same player in 2016 for Wilkerson. He had four and a half sacks last year. He had three and a half sacks. Still played well against the run. But they said teams don't play $18 million for run stuffers. But I think he'll get something. Maybe it'd be better for him not to be so close to home. He had signed two years ago, signed a five-year, $86 million contract. And basically, McCagden said it was basically a two-year deal. If you say so, if you think it was only a two-year deal, then okay. So I was talking about Kinston... Uh, North Carolina. There was a June 24th, 1961, an American B-52 bomber, well, its right wing snapped off, undone by a fuel leak, sending the aircraft into a barrel. As the plane disintegrates midair, two 11-foot-long, 6,750-pound hydrogen bombs escaped its belly and plummeted toward the eastern North Carolina countryside, each armed with a destructive power 250 times greater than an atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Talk about crazy, right? Well, this was Operation Chrome Dome, a Cold War-era program, was designed to keep nuclear-armed American B-52s airborne at all times, ready to strike the Soviets at a moment's notice. So, the, so this is, this is uh, it's two, the nukes crashed near Big Daddy's Road in rural North Carolina, 50 miles southeast of Raleigh. The breeze rains down across miles of farmland and flames hundreds of feet high set alight the frigid night. Now, they don't detonate. But uh, one, one, they had a 10-man team with this guy, Jack Ravel, from Ohio, leading a 10-man team to find and disarm the bombs. They find a parachute suspending one in a tree, tree of gum trees, its arm safe switch in the safe position. The second bomb parachute, however, had failed, 
and that one had free-fallen for nearly two miles, reaching the speed of sound before plunging headlong into a plowed tobacco field. Now, they did four days of evacuation. They recover the volleyball-sized pit of plutonium and uranium, but the, the vital arm safe switch was set to arm. By the eighth day, the Air Force declares that the principal hazards are under control. Eventually, the massive hole, about 93,000 cubic yards of earth, is filled with soil. Now this, oh, and then by the slightest margin of chance, literally the failure of two wires to cross, a nuclear explosion was averted. So Ravel said, you know, what could have happened? It would have destroyed everything within four miles. It could have killed every human in the open within a diameter of 17 miles. We could have ended up with the Bay of North Carolina. He said, it also could have unleashed enough radiation beyond the blast site to endanger a significant portion of the East Coast, including some 30 miles southeast of the crash site. Crash site. A pinprick of civilization, a tiny town called Kinston. Now, Kinston, how about that? Imagine that they averted this fuck disaster. And thank you, Baxter Holmes. And thank you, Gumbo Chef, for telling me about this article. But this town of Kinston, North Carolina. Listen to this. So, 21,000 restaurants is most surely the per capita the greatest producer of NBA players in America. About three of every 10,000 high school basketball players go on to play in the NBA. But since the 72-73 season, one out of every 52.7 players to suit up in the Kinston High School varsity squad has reached a league, meaning the odds to do so in Kinston are, since the early 70s, about 63 times greater than the national average. Has 10 gyms, countless playground parks, more than 60 youth teams, Innumerable, truth, innumerable church leagues, industrial leagues, and rec leagues, and endless pickup games that on any given night feature homegrown NBA stars, NC All-Americans, or old heads pushing 60 who just won't quit. At Holloway, adults played on one half of the gym and the kids on the other, but at some point, if the kids were good enough, they'd graduate to the opposite end and face men 10, 15, 20 years older. Cedric Corbett and Maxwell made the transition to 12, and the adults knocked him down on every play, testing his toughness, all but daring him to call a foul. They make you hard. And that was our proving ground, says ex-NBA star Jerry Stackhouse, another Kinston product, who as a teenager faced a much older sharpshooter named Donald Ingram. And just as Donald roughed up Stackhouse, Stackhouse later did the same as Donald's son, a kid named Brandon Ingram, who was the number two pick playing for the Lakers in his second year. Unbelievable. And talent-fueled uh, Rochelle Middle School, which lost just four games in a 14-year stretch under Skeet Davis, then fueled Kinston High, which entered this season has posted a 76.4 winning percentage since 45. 1,444 wins, 444 losses, reached 21 state title games, and winning 11, including six in an eight-year span from 2007 to 2015. And Ingram won four in a row when he was at at Kinston High. Reggie Bullock, Stackhouse, Corbett Maxwell, forwards Charles Shackerford, and Tony Dawson, and 2007 second-round pick Herbert Hill have been drafted or reached an NBA roster. In the past six years alone, 10 Kinston Vikings have gone on to play collegiately, and local coaches say there are many more who didn't make varsity here who still play college ball somewhere. And Corbett Maxwell didn't make the varsity until his senior year. As North Carolina Tar Heels coach Rich Roy Williams told the local, local media, if I hear there's a player in Kinston, I am going to go there quicker than I would go to New York City. But they have a terrible poverty rate, 32.8% poverty rate, is 100% 110% higher than the national average. Unemployment rate is 70% higher than the national average. It's Vernon Park Mall has 61 retail spaces, but only one is occupied, Belk, a North Carolina-based department store. The violent crime rate in 2016 was 213% higher than the national average. 
a lot of it's it's you know it's crazy. And Paul Jones coached Kinston from fifty-seven to ninety-five, the winningest high school coach in state history. It just was amazing that B fifty-two that she, if that would have detonated, unbelievable. And the talent from that town. I mean, you know, Cornbread Maxwell was eighty-one's final MVP. Has two rings with the Celtics. It's pretty freaking awesome, man. It was you know if you get a chance to read it, it's an ESPN. It t- talks about kids who didn't make the team. One kid. He got shot. He ended up uh, in a gangland. He got shot at a church execution style. I mean, there's terrible, horrible stories. Ingram is uh, b- built a house for his parents in Kinston. He he built a, I think there's a youth, he built a basketball court with his name on it. Unbelievable how many kids have gone to the pros. And when Stackhouse went there, the the, the games were filled, sat about 1,700. They had 2,000 people. And now they said it's $6 a person for the game, and a lot of families can't afford to go to the games. Isn't it scary? Kind of scary. Oh, and also, I love what uh, Russell Wilson said about the, you know, he's with the Yankees now. His father, his father's dream was for him to play with the Yankees. But he's not going to play any games. He doesn't want to get hurt. So there's an aroma really learning about the Yankees and how they have won the 27 championships, he said. He said he hopes to get out of his time with the team you know, there's an aura around here that I've got to figure out. Can't wait to learn more about it and use that for my football career. Brian Cashman said last week the Yankees think that Wilson can help their players by passing on knowledge of his preparation and daily routine to the Seahawks. He said, hopefully I get to win a Super Bowl and they get to win the World Series. That would be pretty cool. Oh, and Jerry Jones is basically Goodell. The owners want Goodell to go after Jones to pay all the legal fees with him going after him and about his new contract and everything. And I feel Jones should be should have to pay for all that stuff. And he wants a meeting with Goodell. Listen, a lot of owners are not happy with Mr. Jones. I think Jerry, he's a fucking asshole. And I feel like he should pay for the legal fees because I felt like it turned into a whole shit show. Not that I felt Goodell deserves all that money, but he's already got $180 million. And the owners are going to pay him what they want to pay him. It's a billion-dollar league. I don't think I don't think commissioners should be making more than $180 million, making more than the NFL players, but that's just me. And also the Bills signed Vontae Davis to a one-year $5 million show-me deal, basically. Now, they were able to sign him because he was released prior to the end of the 2017 season following a fall with the Colts. Coaching staff Ziggy Anza is staying with the Lions. They gave him a franchise tag of $17 million on Tuesday. And Jarvis Landy, who got a franchise tag with the Dolphins, they're looking to trade him, and they want somebody a pick between the second and third round. Marcus Peters got traded... For from the Chiefs to the Rams, I think it'll make the Rams better. I think the Chiefs were furious with him, especially at the end of the season where he threw his the flag into the stands, then left the field and came back on with his shoes. Highly talented, highly talented football player. Change of scenery might help, but I guess Andy Reid said he had enough of him. So we'll see how that works out. I mean, Rams, listen, Rams are a good team right now. And I think that they, I'd love them to get rid of the defensive pass interference. Do the same in college. 15 freaking yards, and that's the end of that. We're done. Move on. End of story. I would like that a lot. I think that'd be good. And Mets, what? All these goddamn Mets getting hurt, man. What's the deal? Anthony Swarzak had a good, he goes, hit the deck and hope for the best. Because I'll tell you, they are, it's a mess, man. It's a freaking mess. But the Groms hopefully going to be back for opening day. But now Cespedes is hurt. I mean, I just, you know, it's like the Mets are cursed, man. But I heard Harvey pitched well the other day. I, I, that's what I read. Nets 
ended an eight-game Tuesday night. They they were trying to end an eight-game losing streak. Well, they ended an eight-game losing streak at home the night before. They went toe-to-toe Tuesday night in Quicken's loan center, but lost their 10th straight there, 129-123. But, hey, LeBron James recorded his 12th triple-double this season. He actually had a triple-double, I think, average a triple-double for the whole month of February. Cavaliers improved to 36-24. and 24. Nets are 20 and 41, I think. Unbelievable. But Karis Levert played. He's healthy. Yeah. He had 18. Spencer Dinwiddie had 11 points, 11 assists. Listen, they got, he's just going to get them playing hard the rest of the season. If Levert stays healthy the rest of the way, they're not going to break any <laughs> records. But hey, the, the, the Knicks were up Monday night at Golden State. They ended up getting blown out of the third quarter. But a lot of the Moutier, Moutier had, what, I think 24 points. I mean, you know, listen, he's playing the young guys. Oh, and I love that antique road show. You drill it, you kill it. You drill it, you kill it. Pretty cool, right? Okay, explain this to me. I saw a guy power snot and not use a fucking tissue. Can you, yeah, you know what? If you have a t- blow your nose in a tissue, I was, I'm like, what is wrong with people? People are gross, man. Yeah. Yeah, Trey Burke had 18 points Monday night and five assists in 25 minutes off the bench. Needlekin had 13 points in 28 minutes, his highest point total since December 12th. Moody had 20.7 assists, no turnovers in 31 minutes, best game as a Nick. Scored 14 points in the next 39 point first quarter. But they still lost. So the Knicks, 47 and 13. Oh, I'm sorry, the Rockets are 47 and 13, best record in the league. Warriors are 47-14. The Knicks are 24-38. Lost 10 of their last 11. And Kim Kardashian, you're 37, dying your hair pink. Why don't you leave that to your daughter? I, I, I think those are things you walk away from. Say, don't do it. Yeah. Donahue, driving the wrong direction. What is what is wrong with you? Oh, and I love this. Patty Mills in the was playing in San Antonio on Sunday in Cleveland. And he was getting taunted. Hey, Jamaican dog, they want their bobsledder back. A man screamed at Mills. Hey, Mills, Jamaica just called. They want their bobsledder back. He's not Jamaican. He's actually an Australian international who was a Tory Strait Islander, a group of islands mainly part of Queensland. I am a proud Islander. Like my Jamaican brothers, me and my family in the islands of the Torres Strait have experiences, experienced racial slurs for decades. Hope your efforts will enlighten this confused, hateful fan. Black history, I'm like, dipshits. Really? This day and age, you have to say stupid shit like that. Not but Charles Tillman, a freaking FBI agent, earned a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from uh, Raging Cajuns, U- Louisiana Lafayette. Bears drafted him second round 2003, grew up in a military family. His fa- father, Donald Tillman Jr., was a sergeant in the Army and attended 11 schools from kindergarten through 12th grade. How about that? Having to make new friends every goddamn year. 11 freaking unbelievable. Is that amazing? Blake Bortles is back. With the Jags. Now, the deal is basically they bought two more seasons, essentially $7 million more than guaranteed, $7 million more guaranteed, plus cap friendly salaries in 2019, 2020. If the Jags let him walk after 2018, they still owe him $7 million. They buy two year security with Bulls if he plays well. And the deal lowers Bortles' cap charge to $10 million in 2018, important for a team that has about $30 million in cap room, which isn't much. The Browns, Jets, and Vikings have an average of $77 million in cap room entering free agency. 
And they said, what they said, Aaron Rodgers should wait to see what Cousins get, and then he should break the bank because he's making less money. His percentage of the salary cap is less than Indomitian Sue. It's less than Tom Brady. It's less than, it's less than Garoppolo. So they said that he's going to break the bank, which I think could happen. I, I'm all right with that. Oh, and Casey plays in Mexico City versus the Rams in 2018. Must-see TV. And they're talking about all the, the you know, the, the who, who's who right now. And Mike Mayock says, please don't uh, think opinions are filed six days before the draft. That's how far away from the first round we are. He said, last year at this time, Deshaun Kaiser was my top-rated quarterback. By the time the draft rolled around, Mayock didn't even mock Kaiser in his three-quarterback first round. You know, opinions are like assholes, but it does make it fun in us this time of year, so I think it's all right. And they're saying Quentin Nelson and tackle Mike McGlinchey and center from Iowa, James McD- James Daniels, and Ohio State has a center from Billy Price and probably Garfield Jordan Isaiah Winter, all solid gold because they stuck their hand in the dirt, which is coming out of pro-style offenses. These are guys that could go high. Last year, only 33 offensive linemen got picked in seven rounds, and that's the lowest total going back to at least 67. There's more security with, you know, uh, linemen coming out of pro-style offenses because they got to put their hands in the dirt as opposed to the the spread offenses. That's what they want now. Minka Davis, Barkley, and uh, Mayak said he could start at all six positions in the NFL defensive backfield. The Jets might go after him. They're talking about he could be, you know, he was a tough enough. To, he was tough enough to tackle. He's fast enough to play corner. The NFL's a matchup league. I envision him as a chess piece for a small coach that can move him around. I love the combine. You, can, you can't stop watching. It's like you know, you, you can't look away. And it's guys in shorts and t-shirts, but it's still mesmerizing. And I just miss football more and more whenever I see that. Unbelievable. And Saquon Barkley, I think, is going to be a beast. Oh, and listen, the Walking the Walking Dead. It sucked. It really did. I I got to be honest with you. It was the Dragging Dead that first episode. I just wanted it to end. I don't want to say anything because Rock will get upset. I give a fucking spoiler. So Rock, I'm not going to say anything. All I'm going to say is the episode fucking sucked. It dragged. It was like I'll never forget. Some guy, uh, a guy, did a review of the Postman with Kevin Costner, and his review uh, his review read as said as such. He said it was like watching a car rust. And that's what I felt like that episode was watching. It was like watching a car rust. And like someone put freaking toothpicks in my eyes to keep my eyes open. It's torture. Unbelievable, yeah. Ugh. Oh, and Aaron Boone says they'll use a sixth starter on occasion early April. Yankees play 18 straight gay days from April 19th through May 6th. I guess we'll see. How about this? Logan Morrison agreed to a one-year $6.5 million deal with the Twins. Could be worth $16.5 million over two years. 30 years old. He had 246 with a career. I 38 home runs, 85 RBIs, 81 walks last year. Yeah, that's chump change. What did he make? He made $2.5 million last year. Oh, and this. Yeah. You know what, too, in The Walking Dead, so much sweating. There must be, the B.O. must be, if, if that was a real world, the, the B.O. must be out of control because everybody's, like, soaking wet. The hair's always wet. They're always sweating. And they're not doing that much wash, right? They don't wash the machines. I guess they got to do it hand. It's got to be a lot of stank. 
Got to be a lot of stank stank. Yeah, and the Combine starts Friday. NFL Network will show about 36 hours of live on-field coverage over four days from Indianapolis. All right. I think I said all I wanted to say today. Did I want to talk about anything else? Yeah. Big Ten, a little upset about starting early. FDU still moving. I'm going to go see the ACC next week. I'm very excited about that with Big Ben and Gumbo Chef. Yeah, I think I said my piece. Something else will come up. I'll talk about it later. Knicks don't play. They're going to West Coast trip. West Coast trip. They play the Clippers tomorrow. All right. Oh, and Rutgers won uh, their first round game against Minnesota last night in the Big Ten tournament. Get a chance to win two in a row. They play Indiana next. Rutgers go all the way, man. Go all the freaking way. Okay. Since NBA merger, the longest streak of double doubles. Kevin Love with fifty three. Since 2011. That happened in 2011. Most most double-doubles since the merger, NBA merger. Kevin Love with 53. Tonight's, today's trivia question. Most double-doubles in a row all time. Most double-doubles in a row all freaking time. All right. After you play Saturday, Rutgers get a win tonight. And the women's ACC tournament starts today, 11 a.m., I got to get my teeth cleaned. I have to leave here in the next five minutes. So it's time for JD to get out of here. But thanks for listening to my stories. Go much, Chef. Thanks for the story on Kingston, North Carolina. Jerry Jones, pay the goddamn money. You have to. NFL, please change pass interference in 15 yards like college. I like that because a lot of times it ruins games. I'll tell you, the Jaguars got screwed last year. What, 68 yards of penalty in the AFC Championship game. I feel like a lot of times it, it changes the game. I feel like, hey... It's a, you know, they said, okay, Peter King says, oh, they can pull him down, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I'd like 15 yards. Let's let's help the defenses out a lot. They can't touch him after five yards. 15 yards and move on. All right, folks. And, and let's get some of these guys baseball jobs. Tyler Clippert, get him some jobs, man. And Jake Arrieta, why the fuck isn't he signed yet? All right. And we're getting a Nor'easter, man. A lot of rain coming. Right now it's gorgeous. Peanuts getting clean. Of course, peanuts getting groomed the day that it's freaking going to start pouring. Drives me nuts. All right, peace out. Talk to you soon.